Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Robin Washit. Blissful ignorance, I think. It could be an advantage here. Robin Washit. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a ball guy. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be absolutely huge. The hot cake. Robin Washington of HuskerOnline.com on the heels of Nebraska's first conference road win of the season. It's hard to imagine, Robin, if we would have spelled out this season prior to the year and said, Nebraska's not going to get its first conference road win until February 21st. I'm guessing a lot of people, if they would have heard that, would have said, <laughs> oh, so it's back to a eight-win season this year again. But... Thus, that's why they play the games, mm-hmm. is what they say. That's right. Uh, you know, the, I'm sure if you would have said that before the year, it wouldn't have been total shock, just given the uh, recent history around Nebraska basketball. But uh, if you would have flipped it and said, well, this is what they're going to do at home, and they're going to look like a top-10 team at Pinnacle Bank Arena all season long, uh, that would be probably more surprising than the road wins that. Robin, I don't know exactly where you have been at over the last month on the will they or won't they make it to the dance, like if you were to, to ask to predict it, you know, on each individual day. But what last night for you, was that maybe a final piece of the puzzle of I think that they, because of this, I also think that they will win a few more games and thus I think they're going to the tournament. Was last night that for you or had you already been there? It changed the conversation for sure. Uh, just because, you know, for one, uh, one of the biggest holes in the resume is now filled at least to a degree you know now they you can't look at the resume and say well they went over in conference road games that's that's a huge knock to whether or not they're going to make the tournament so at least they have one now and then you look at these next two road games they're both extremely winnable so they can continue to build upon that um but you know this is still a situation where nebraska has work to do i mean they they did not cement a bid whatsoever uh, they put themselves in a very good situation but if they come out and lose to Minnesota on Sunday or lose to Michigan on the road or whatever it is. And then all of a sudden you got a bad loss on your resume, which they currently do not have. And so that has been just as valuable as the wins they've accumulated is the fact that they haven't had one of those, you know, detrimental defeats that, um, you know, can often be the difference between making the tournament or not. So uh, that win last night, like I said, I think strengthens, Nebraska's postseason hopes uh, as as much as it's been all season long, but you know that can quickly get erased if they go out and lay an egg in especially these next two home games um, and and maybe even in, in at least the Michigan game. What was the difference, Robin, in last night, which you know for a spell was starting to take on shades of the Rutgers loss, 
What was the difference in terms of how Nebraska played last night that made last night possible versus the previous times where it looked like Nebraska was going to snap this skid and then the wheels fell off? Well, the difference was when adversity was at its peak and it looked like the game was going to completely uh, implode on them when that game got down to 59-56. In the previous seven games, Nebraska folded at that moment and just let games get away from them or, um, you know, just went away from all the things that uh, had put them in position to win in the first place. But last night, the difference was as when the game looked uh, its bleakest, Guy stepped up. You know, Jamarcus Lawrence played the best game of his career and made one big play after another down the stretch. And, you know, Casey, you know, did Casey things. And Josiah Alec, uh, you know, made one big play after another. Jawan Garrett. So, like, you just go across the board. They had multiple players rise to the occasion, whereas before, you know, there was too many instances of, you know, Nebraska's most valuable players kind of disappearing into the background and letting the, the game just kind of fall apart. So that was probably the biggest difference is just, the fact that they, they handled the adversity. Now, they've done that to a degree in, in previous road games, Illinois, um, and, and even the Rutgers game for at least a stretch, uh, to put them keep themselves in position to win that game. But this is the time they actually made the required number of plays and played with the required amount of effort to actually do it. And so that you know, when you look at potential turning points for this season, and we're already in you know, late February here, but – yeah, I look at the Michigan State game back in December, the Kansas State game, um, you know, for that first true road win, and I would put this one at Indiana uh, right up there with those as maybe some of the most important games for Nebraska's season to date. Not only just because of what it did to get that first Big Ten road win and you know help with the the tournament resume, but I think just internally that Nebraska finally showed they can do it. You know, they they were faced with uh, as much adversity during that Indiana comeback, as they've seen really all year, and finally they they found a way to kind of band together and uh, stop the bleeding and get the game back under control. So um, that's a sign of growth, I think. And now they, they have tangible evidence that they are capable of playing like that away from Pinnacle Bank Arena, and you know maybe that's uh, the perfect timing to figure that out uh, you know, coming into the postseason play here. Certainly, it's the uh, it's a game that Jamarcus Lawrence won't soon forget. Uh, season high in points, nineteen. His previous high was sixteen, and that was the loss to to Minnesota. Uh, what sometimes in moments like that, you have to have people that you're not expecting to step up. Step up. Lawrence certainly qualifies as that. Why did it happen last night, in your opinion? Well, I mean. Easy to say he made shots, but when you go five for five from three point range, that's, <laughs> that's going to help. Uh, so, the, so that helps your confidence. But just, I think it's not just last night, but really the past three games since he's um, kind of opted to come off the bench has really done wonders for his confidence. And I think a big part of that is, you know, sometimes players just need to see the game from a different perspective. And when you're kind of watching the first. You know, four or five minutes of play from the bench, you you have a different understanding of the, the flow of the game, how it's being officiated, what your opponent's trying to do, rather than trying to kind of figure it out on the fly as a starter. And you know, guys certainly handle that better than others. And I think Jamarcus just needed to to 
go into games with uh, a different viewpoint. I think coming off the bench has really done wonders for him and his confidence. And when he plays with confidence, he's a really good player. You saw it at the end of last season when, as a true freshman, he was emerging as um, you know one of Nebraska's more important players, especially after Emmanuel Vandemel got hurt. Um, you know, he he elevated uh, very quickly uh, to to become a key cog in in that late run that they had a year ago. And you know, for whatever reason, the confidence got shaken a little bit this year. But I think since he's kind of taken a step back and embraced the the role of coming off the bench, uh, it's really kind of given him a, a a breath of fresh air and and got that confidence back to where it was at the end of last season. And, you know, last night's a perfect example of, of what confidence can do for a player. Robin, I, I'm curious as to what you think of an argument that I made earlier on the show where I said that last night, in looking for a, a first road win in conference play, last night was oddly a kind of best-case scenario because they obviously played very, very well uh, for the first half and, and the last, what, 10 minutes, 8 to 10 minutes. But the adversity that they faced in a 22-point lead dwindling to a three-point lead, that overcoming that ended up being you know the best thing imaginable for their first one on the road. Is that a wild opinion to have, or do you think it's fair? No, I think you're you're spot on there. I mean, just just because of what that does for Nebraska's psyche. I mean, the fact that at a kind of prototypical here we go again situation, they found a way to do it. You know, and it's where everybody kind of was just dropping their shoulders a little bit, saying, "All right, well, here's another crushing Nebraska road defeat." They they found a way to do it. They rallied together and they made the plays and they got the game back under control and they turned what looked to be a total implosion into a 15-point road win. And so like that, I mean, just the, what that does for your confidence as a team to where now when you're faced in a similar situation, which they will be, um, whether it's in these next two road games or uh, on into postseason play, you know, now they have an example they can look back on. Remember what happened at Indiana when it looked like the, the roof was falling in on us and this game was completely going to you know blow up in our faces, but we – we got it done, and we, we figured it out uh, when, when the times were at their toughest. And so I think that all the reasons above why that win was important, I think that just the, the, the psychology of it is just as important as anything, you know, especially as the pressure will continue to mount as this postseason charge uh, continues. Could you say that the first Minnesota game, the second half, was the low point of this season? I know there's other losses mm. since then, but... I, I just remember the conversation after that game. And, of course, it was right on the heels of the Creighton loss. Mm-hmm. But it just kind of had that, that that moniker of, oh, here we go again. And now, I know Nebraska won the next five, including Michigan State. But it just felt like in that moment, the second half and the reaction after that felt like the low point of this season. Well, yeah, especially because that was really the at the beginning of what the, the real test for Nebraska, you know, yeah. they had a seven game kind of cakewalk into the, into the season. And so they were seven and Oh, great. They hadn't played anybody. And then Creighton comes to town and whips them on their home floor. And then they go to Minnesota and play lights out for 20 minutes and uh, completely collapse in the second half. And you're like, all right, you know, really nothing's changed, you know, about this group and this same old Nebraska type thing. And so that, yeah, I'd say the morale pretty darn low after that one um, just considering it was their only two-game losing streak uh, or, or at least one of the few two-game losing streaks of the season and the manner in which that those losses happened uh, yeah that that coming out of that Minnesota game was 
if it's not the low point, it's certainly uh, right in that conversation. But that's that's where I go back to, you know, one of the turning points. That Michigan State game was so critical because on the heels of those two losses, they came back and beat a really good Michigan State team relatively handily. And so um, the the contrast between the low of Minnesota and the high of that win uh, was about as big of a turning point as any for Nebraska. So, yeah, I'd say that that first game, just the, I mean, the fact that they lost and the fact that it was after the Creighton loss was, was tough, but the way that they should have won that game. And it was one of those where you, everybody was saying, we're going to look back on this and this is going to be one of those crippling losses when it comes to Selection Sunday. That, that could be the difference for Nebraska making the tournament or not. And who knows um, you know, where that plays out when all is said and done. But, yeah, I, I'd say just considering where things were coming out of that game, if it's not the low point, it's, it's certainly up there. Can they go three and one? Do you think they go three and one in the final four? I, yeah, I mean, I yes, I do. I think they're going to win out of home. Um, so there's two wins right there, and I think they get one of the at least one of the two road games. I I don't know even know where Michigan's going to be. They're a different team, obviously, with Doug McDaniel on the court. He didn't play uh, because of that weird road game suspension he was playing uh, serving. Um, and Lincoln, so he'll he'll be on the court, and they're a much better team with him playing. But they're kind of a mess right now, and who knows even just where their their psyche is going to be going into that last game. So, and then Ohio State, you know, maybe the new coach uh, boost uh, finally wears off by by next week. But I think Nebraska is going to be either a slight underdog or even favored uh, in both those road games, and certainly heavily favored in in the next two home games. So I think. Three and one is certainly doable, and honestly, I I wouldn't be totally shocked if they <laughs> if they won out. I mean, just considering with the the momentum that they're playing with right now, I mean, they're these last three games have been really impressive. And you can say what you want about what Michigan was, or even what Penn State was, and even Indiana, they're not just winning those games; they're dominating these games. And the fact that they finally have that road game confidence now, I think Nebraska's in a pretty good spot. Um, at least go three and one, maybe even win out. And the good news is that should they do that, they also hold a key tiebreaker over a Michigan State, for example, even a Wisconsin if necessary. Well, I guess they wouldn't have a tiebreaker. They split the games against Wisconsin, and who knows if there's you know three way tie, five way tie, whatever the case. Well, may the be. next the next tiebreaker is record against the number one overall seed, which would be Purdue. Bing bing. With winning percent winning percentage. So. Nebraska is the only team that hasn't lost to Purdue. <laughs> That's <laughs> true. That group. That's so true. They would, have, they would have the second tiebreaker in so, that scenario. So, so yeah, so a three and one finish puts them. I mean, I would say likely as a as a top four seed. Correct. Bye. Yeah, I mean, like, I, the, there's a realistic scenario where they could get as high as the three seed. Sheesh. Just because of those tiebreakers. Yes. Because as it stands right now, they're a game back of Wisconsin. Who is in third place? And who knows what they're going to do down the stretch? By yeah. the way, if they are the uh, four seed, if they get to that number, they will be on during the program on Friday, oh, March fifteenth. <laughs> the last time they've they've been Robin in that spot twice since John has been at this station. And one of them is the horrific Penn State game that they blew, and the other is the horrific Michigan game that they didn't show up for. 
So yeah, not, why do you bring those things up? I'm just blaming you. I want everyone to blame no, John Bishop. Uh, I wasn't here Thanks, for either John. of them. I was. It was. It was either flying or in New York. You when were those on happened. the air for one of them, though. Well, yeah, but that was a bad year. Oh I mean, man, I think we need to take the show on the road on Friday, March the fifteenth, and do a little I watch party. How about that, Robin? of March. Quick day trip up to Minneapolis. I don't know why you wouldn't do it. Oh, that'd be sweet. I just meant like let's go to a sports bar. But yeah, if our bosses want to send oh, us yeah. up to Minneapolis, that sounds good too. Well, if they want to send you. Yeah, I'll be in New oh, York. poor John will be in New York City, the city that never sleeps, John. <laughs> Minneapolis. I can't be tell fun. you how many Big Ten tournament games I've watched on those little TVs oh, up there right. on the on the uh, the bridge level at Madison Square Garden. Tiny baby TVs, including unfortunately the the night that the world ended. Oh, I was COVID! Up, I was up there too. Minna so. COVID. Maybe I need. Maybe, maybe I need to go to my hotel. No, wait. I don't want to need to go to my hotel room because that's when last year's tournament ended for Nebraska. Mm. Maybe I need to find a different place in Just New York to watch. Just don't watch, John. I don't may not watch. watch. Just listen to Kent. I may not watch. <laughs> Kevin says I blame John. A solid take. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, for Nebraska's John. record when I've watched games in Madison Square Garden is really bad. Mm-hmm. Really well, bad. I think we we we've, we've discovered the root of the problem. Here. Yep, it's time uh, to take you, John out. You are you are the sole oh. cause for Nebraska's yeah. Big Ten. I'll just stay in New State. Jersey. It's time to old Yeller John. Spoiler <laughs> alert for the end of that movie. Uh, listen, old Yeller lived a very happy life yes. after that. Yes, very happy. Life. Yes, he, definitely. He was a good old dog. He was, he? He was dog. until he wasn't. <laughs> he wasn't. But he was for the majority. <laughs> All right. Well, that that that'll be a problem for another day. First, you got to get there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. So First, we'll, we'll cross that bridge. That's right. Well, Sunday late afternoon. Good afternoon. Yeah, five thirty. Sellout. Yeah, a sold out game. Uh, should be a nice day. So oh, it's going to be a great day. Yeah, nice weather. I mean, I know Where it's, are your shorts, folks? I know it's only Minnesota. This isn't like Wisconsin, but could we get another call for a no-sit? Oh. Well, and again, like people like might take these home games for granted, but like they're critical. You yes, have to you got to win it. Like, we said earlier, I mean, you them. can you can yes. wipe out a lot of goodwill from last night Absolutely. if you don't play well on Sunday. 100%. The, the, you cannot have a bad loss if you're in Nebraska right now. Yep, 100%. All right, you heard it here first. Josh is calling for a no-sit Sunday. Uh, sure, yeah, do it. Why not? That that would look fun on TV. Yeah. I like that idea. Yeah. And Always. then another one on the following Sunday when Rutgers, senior night. <laughs> yes, for the Rutgers game. <laughs> Just don't sit ever at PBA. Yeah, stop year. sitting. Stop sitting at PBA. <laughs> Make the shirts, Triple B. All right, Robin. Have a great one. Thanks. Bye, Robin. Yeah, you Robin Washington of HuskerOnline.com. Uh, John, your people. Are Ew. opining the who's, old? Who's, who's my people? Oh, you don't have any Creighton gear on today. Your Creighton folks are <laughs> opining about the discussion. Sam writes, acting like it's remember the Titans against a triple-digit Ken Palm team. And then Miller says, it pretty much is a remember the Titans miracle on ice. Coach Carter story whenever Nebraska basketball does well. What is this? What are your people doing? Oh, Sam I, I, Miller, I see you should happening. be ashamed of yourself. I see what's happening. I'm guessing they're responding to people who yesterday were saying you guys. No, they're are responding like to a, us. Well, they're no, no, responding no, 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 no. to us. No, I think I think, but I think they're responding. They're responding to the responders us, through us to the back first to their responders. responders. Yes. So are they the second? I don't know responders? who's responding this to who. Respondentception. Miller roots for Creighton Sports and Notre Dame. Pick a team, Miller. Uh, and he did. P- he he also P- roots for the capital N lowercase FL. J- Jrish is that what you would call that? 
Uh, J-Rish. J-Rish. Yeah. They have the whole Catholic thing going, so it makes sense. Uh, I know many Catholic folks that on root many for sides. both Creighton and Notre Dame. That is cer- that is the original J school. Catholics love Notre Dame. They do. Spot the lie. And the Blue Jays. And the Blue Jays. And remember the Titans. And remember the Titans. <laughs> remember the I haven't Titans. seen that movie in years. I wonder if it's still any good. Yeah, you know, now that I think about it, I don't think Nebraska's ever won a conference tournament game when I've been in Madison Square Garden. Of course, how many conference tournament games has Nebraska won in the last 10 years? Yeah, it's always the ones on Wednesday or Thursday. They've not won the Friday game. They've not ever made it to Saturday in the Big Ten tournament. It sounds like John's trying to talk himself out of feeling bad for things that seem like he's the common denominator for. What time is the four-seed game? Uh, it would be 25 minutes after the first game, and the first game starts at 11. So, I mean, seriously, we are talking prime Grum Husker hoops. Prime Grum Husker hoops. Man, that would be fun. Sports bar, watch party, let's do it. When's the three-seed game? Uh, that game is the the super late game, which is kind of like where Creighton might be the super late John loves those. Where's Creighton looking at right now, John? Where are they in the Big East standings? I haven't looked at the latest tiebreaker. Oh, that's the worst. No, we don't want that. It's a full show for the Grum. We don't want that. We want a half show. (laughs) It's always about you, isn't it? Yes. Yes. (laughs) I'm always thinking of myself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It happens. Uh, Travis writes, why are you bringing up childhood trauma? Bringing up old Yeller? What's next? Homeward Bound? Really trying to twist the knife into my millennial emotions. They made it home in Homeward Bound. Yeah, no, you're thinking of Marley and me. Shit, jeez, everything was fine. Or my dog Skip. Skip. Yeah. Well, coming up, the cost of being in the game. Nice. Nice. And they're already making announcements about that. Yes, they are. Next on 1620 The Zone. Nick Grimm for Circus Sports Iowa. You know, it's been a fantastic week for basketball in our for our local teams. Maybe you're starting to feel pretty good about some things. You definitely want to check out Circus Sports Iowa if you are. If you're down to either cheer for or against either of those teams, this sports book has you covered. They offer tight money line splits. They won't limit you for constant winning like some other places, so you can just keep winning and winning if you're on a roll. And they don't keep as much money on large market bets, also like some other places might. Try it out anywhere in the state of Iowa so you're ready to make the most out of the intensity of next month. Also, just real quick, their customer service is extremely great. Tweet at them directly, shoot them an email. If you have any problems whatsoever, they'll get it taken care of. So download your new sports book today and use it anywhere in the state of Iowa, Circus Sports, Iowa. If you or someone you know may have a problem with gambling, call 1-800-238-7633. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.